Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Need to know what it takes for a home to fit your budget and your family? Rocket can. So glad to have you. Everyone's all... Excited around here because the U.S. men's national team has advanced to the round of 16, the knockout stage, Perloff. They're going to face the Netherlands. Uh-oh. Look, turns out they're pretty good. But that's a story for another day because right now everyone's excited about soccer. Yeah, so Saturday 9 a.m., that's going to do a big number, I guess. I don't know. I'm not Are you sure. going to cancel your basketball for that? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. That a hearty laugh. Wow. 20 million watched the England match, and I, I'm curious to see how many watched this one because it was blowing up Twitter. There's going to be a huge number on Saturday. Well, you know Twitter's real life. You hear that uh, soccer defensiveness in there? They, <laughs> it's not, that, that's they didn't offensive. appreciate that's your pop pooing yeah, poo-pooing of... Uh, Seriously. Well, Anti-politic I, hero. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, it, soccer actually is like a two-hour game. If it was college football, I could play basketball from 9 a.m. till noon and still catch the Honestly, entire third quarter. It's an hour a quarter for it's college an, football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An this, hour uh, a quarter. It's a, it's a massive commitment. So I will watch it on my phone. How's that? Fair enough. Yeah. 855 we'll 2 cbs 855-212-4227. Christian Pulisic, just a guy. It's like, it's yeah, so, Jag. I used to work at Dan Patrick's show, you know, and there were four producers, and there were, two of them were soccer-aholics. Yeah. All they did was watch soccer. And Dan and them argued for about 10 years about how good <laughs> soccer is. They're just like, you don't get it. It's soccer. And, and I was, and <laughs> well, I was that like, argument, what rebuttal could you even have? And then they get into the soccer snobbism where, if, God forbid, you say 2 nothing and not 2-0. <laughs> yeah, I know. You are some Forget sort it. of heathen. You know, can I actually, that would be a little advice for the soccer guys. You guys are not, you're, you're big-time soccer fans, but you're not snobby about it. But, like, if you really want the rest of us to come on board... There is like, forgive us a little, you know, when we say two nothing. Well, hold on. Do you give somebody a hard time when someone's like, oh, the Phillies scored a point? I, that doesn't bother me. Oh, the Yankees scored two points on that home run. That doesn't bother me. Oh, okay. I hear professional that baseball players you. say points. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Really? Like, it bothers people, right? Like, you're talking about tennis, 15 love. Oh, it's 15 0. Huh? Hey, I don't what? Care. <laughs> <laughs> Pro baseball players are like, hey, he's scored three points. I've heard it. <laughs> They're really? That's shows. Pro, it's not pro baseball players who say it, but it's fans who just say it incorrectly. Oh, yeah, they, they scored two points or like they won by two points. No, it's Maggie's like, saying she's sure. I've, I've heard it. Like oh. on pregame shows and postgame shows and stuff. I've that's heard it a before. pretty egregious. Yeah, that's one. egregious. If you're a former player <laughs> saying points, then you don't deserve to ever talk about the sport again. Oh, my gosh. Snobby baseball fans. <laughs> just, jeez. I'm sorry. Did you have like a cozy little corner in Cooperstown that Listen, you have to go it, retreat to? I'm to the go gatekeeper. Like a box I am the gatekeeper. 
I need a key to get in. The key master is, is me. <laughs> yes, it's Mike Samter. <laughs> He's the end-all be-all on who gets to enjoy what sport. What's the example of football snobbery? Last night, for example, Matt Ryan dove, and apparently he gave himself up. And I said, I'm a little confused. Was that considered a dive or give it up? I got about 100 tweets saying, you, you cover the sport and you don't even know the rule book. What kind of fool are you? I'm like, what are you talking about? I don't even think half the, <laughs> the rule book is I don't think half the players understand this rule book, let alone me. <laughs> I, I, I think the people who are coming at you on that are a little bit over the top. Yeah, yeah. No, but you know what I mean. Like there are some people who are about rules and sports, like, oh, you don't know about the inside the park home run rule and whatever. I don't know. No, you no. don't know what a catch is? It's like uh, nobody knows what a catch yeah. is. Yeah, exactly. Nobody knows what a, a catch is. No, I think it's the RPOs versus the play action or oh. whatever. People oh, yeah. are like, if you don't know the difference, it's not an RPO, it's play action. Like, oh, oh I'll, come I'll on. give you yes. how you know a football stop. If anyone ever uses either, if everyone ever says he's a five technique, then that oh, is a football if you're stop. A five technique. And I don't even want to talk to you. If Unless you say you're five an assistant technique. coach at Notre Dame, I do not want to hear you <laughs> tell me A gap, B gap, or five technique. Just do not do it. You know, it's so true. We do this for a living, and, like, you know, my family makes fun of me, like, oh, you can't watch the game. You're waiting for the All-22 film, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> and even I don't want to talk to people who talk like that. No, it's it's terrible. There are some people, and I always wonder, too, because there are some people in the press who've made a career of watching tape yeah. and describing things. Good for them. That's but great. I have a strong sense that football coaches are judging them quite harshly. Because those guys have played the sport and coached the sport their whole life. They know a level of detail about the sport where I'll bet you that journalists might not know. No, I mean, I there's a level, a, a, a high level of competence that we're supposed to have. And I get that. We should have that. And I think we pride ourselves on having that. But like the over-the-top snobbery about the football term. I got to be honest, too. You know who's only football terms all the time? If you notice this with Greg Olson, who I love, I think he does a great job. <laughs> yeah. But he's talking about stuff I'm like, Wait a minute. It's the same thing, though, right? You just said basically like a slant pattern, but you have this whole different name for it, which is funny because way back in the day, I covered high school football and covered one of his dad's games. His dad was a coach in New Jersey and taught me a lot about football just being around these high school coaches. But Greg Olson, I'm lost. I actually am. I, you're the only person I know who's actually listened to what Cruz <laughs> saying. No, he's, to, he's totally fine. Game. He's totally fine. He does a great job. That's what I'm saying. He's just talking sometimes. I think over everyone's head. Yeah, I think that's that sounds almost like a criticism because the announcer should be able to translate it into terms. He does that both. Are, yeah. He does both. I'm I think not a lot of us pretend. I mean, Cosworth, I'm just noticing. Cosworth it. is the number one. X's and O's guys, right? Yeah. He's the guy who goes over the top with the football terminology. Yeah. I think a lot of us think that, or at least pretend that we know what cover two means. We always like say, oh yeah, they're on a cover two, and we all kind of nod our heads. Yeah, of course, cover two. Sure. Don't there tell are a lot Tony of things Dungy like that. that. Yeah. yeah, cover two. Uh, yeah, like the uh, some Aaron Rodgers had an oblique injury. Like, oh, we all know what an <laughs> oblique injury is. <laughs> well, no. Pulisic had an abdominal injury. I mean, they're both the same guy. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Yeah, I, I think the one thing that we, that I think our profession struggles with the most is actually not the X's and O's and maybe even not the medical stuff, but when it comes to the law, the legal stuff contract, whether that's contract Ooh. stuff, whether it's actually when guys get in trouble, do not come to us on this. <laughs> like the contract stuff. I even pride myself. Like I figured it out. I've taught myself a lot about this, both basketball and football, but like, you think you know how much a guy's getting paid or when he can become, like, when the outs of his contract is? I guarantee your first two guesses are wrong. <laughs> Football is complicated. The NBA is impossible. The NBA you, is so You need, hard. like, an advanced 
calculus PhD to understand the bird rules and the early bird rules and the knowing oh, who oh gets what goodness. draft pick through the swaps and it all is that. Impossible. Like, <laughs> are you the trade kidding? exceptions? Huh? <laughs> well, you know one thing though, I would if talk to NFL football players. They have a lot of disdain for the media talking about the game. They think the media has no idea what they're talking about. They really believe that and. I don't know. Like, that's a debate. Is it rocket science or is it? Is Jeff Saturday able to just walk in and coach, or do you need this level of intricate knowledge? Well, the whole country knew years. they should have called a timeout last yeah, night. I know. But <laughs> we had Lucy call from Portland 2,000 miles away, and she basically scripted out the whole last two minutes. They would have at least had a chance to win the game. Meg, if there's anybody who knows how former football players do not like when people, you know, simplify the game even a little bit. Oh. Yeah. It's you. You know, of course, because I said offensive offensive linemen push each other around. <laughs> no, push they guys around. Exactly. Dude, all I said was that a guy who who you bring him in as a left tackle said it would take him two to three weeks to gel. And I got the whole offensive line community mm. just down my throat. Is that all you said? Well, and then I said push guys around. But at that point, I was joking. <laughs> to be honest, if you were literally giving the job description, isn't it? I push somebody. Wait, you just said you were joking, but then you just reiterated. Well, there's a little truth in every joke. I was, I was trying to joke, but I was and I think, having a little truth. Well, I, I mean, I'm saying the reason you got everyone so mad is because there was so much truth in what you were saying. Of because course. the Lyman showed up. By the way, where is that guy now? Is he playing? Who? Jason Peters? The Cowboys? Yeah, he had 20 snaps last week. I don't, I don't know. Because <laughs> yeah, the Cowboys it. offensive line isn't a story. You want to know why? They gelled really quickly. It took like three weeks and they were fine, even though they lost their left tackle and everyone thought the sky was falling. And instead, yeah. I put a bet on the Cowboys to make the playoffs. And I honestly should have been, it should have been Cowboys to make the Super Bowl. That would have been the much better bet because that's where it looks like they're going. And the reality is like. Oh, yeah, yeah. It looks I, like they're going because a 12 and 5 Cowboys can never be beaten in the playoffs there. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> but outside of like PFF, like offensive lineman rankings and starts there's no like statistic that can help judge an offensive lineman jason peters could be the best lineman in the nfl or the worst we would have no idea well, you go sacks allowed i mean right, it's allowed. Not but like, like, holding calls sacks t- allowed. tell me where you can find the sacks allowed stat i, I hear it on broadcast you're right i i, yeah. I don't have it yeah pro football <laughs> reference probably does not pro have football it ESPN focus probably did. has it you got to have the platinum subscription, no. guys. Clearly, you don't have it. I do. I'll share my password with you. But, later. but the coaches specifically don't like pro football focus because they say they don't know what the play call is. So they don't know what that guy, if he's executing that. They have no idea. I know. See, we can't even figure out. The nerds can't even figure out what's right. I mean, Perloff does a lot of the analytical stuff. I'm more of the eye test kind of person. I say and we I both... do a lot. Meanwhile, <laughs> 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 <Yeah. laughs> who's got the platinum so. subscription to pro football focus? This girl. Well, paying eight ninety nine a month for that thing. I will pull out a player's VORP. Uh, <laughs> it's not the right sport. Isn't VORP the stuff that you bring in a, on like a trail mix when you're hiking? Yes. Or is that, uh, oh, that's GORP. Yeah, eat it to keep going. Um, <laughs> that's funny. I heard, uh, I'm so sorry, we're, since we're spiraling out of control here, yeah. I heard a great <laughs> debate on whether the decision at the end of the game for the Chargers to go for two. Yeah. And for the Jaguars to go for two, I heard a really smart person say it really has nothing to do with analytics. It's there's no analytic one way or the other on that because it's such a rare instance. It's the gut of the coach whether to go for it. Yeah, right. Which actually plays into I think what a lot of football fans believe and see, and like how they want the coach to act. Right. It's kind of like on your gut. 
a little bit more. But like I always, each each team had momentum in that time. True, but I totally feel that we play the results. I feel like if Brandon Staley had, had failed on that two point conversion, he would have gotten criticized to some extent. Maybe not terribly. Can I ask you this though? Even and this is a question for everybody. So the whole idea about going for two to win a game like that, even two years ago, a year ago, maybe, would have been almost blasphemy, right? But win or real, lose. real risky. Really risky, like, oh, my goodness, you could get fired, maybe, if you do something like this. I remember, actually, Ron Rivera did this against the Giants. I think it was last year, and they didn't get it. And it didn't end up mattering because Washington didn't have a good season anyway, but... It was it was definitely a risk. Might have been two years ago, and uh, now I feel like it's not that big of a deal. I think we've already kind of adopted the two point conversion as like a, like that's a good play. I, it doesn't seem like it's the risk yeah, well, that it, it used to be. It's so baked into the game. Last night there was a fourth and one, and I think Joe Buck said, "Oh, uh, our analytics say our analytics, whoever the, the TV." Broadcast, sure. I like say, you go for it in this situation. It's so part of the game right now. Yeah. They talk about it, com- talk about it, and think about it completely differently. You can go it for it. It changes fast. If you're at the forty, your own forty yard line, it's fourth and one. You are kind of expected to go for it, and if you I don't, know. you're criticized. Well, I also think doesn't it depend like the score, the time of the game, like if it's. I I tend to think in the first quarter or the first half you're punting on those situations. Well, I think everyone fans have always been right. If you're at the opponent's 39 yard line and you punt into the end zone, oh, then you have waved the white flag that, on the who game. Who did that on Sunday? Was it the Bucks who did yeah, that? Yeah, the Bucks did it. Oh, and I, the Bucks punted twice in overtime. Oh, <laughs> I mean, one of those ones in overtime. <laughs> you were so disgusted by that. Perloff's. Oh, one of those times <laughs> in overtime. I really wanted. I, I think I had the Bucks in that game. I was I was very frustrated. First of all, it's fourth and ten, and David Njoku, how did he catch it? We haven't even broken down that game. We had on Monday, we were maybe lead with that game, and we haven't even gotten to it because there have been so many NFL topics. I know. That was the craziest, weirdest game, and that's just typical NFL. Well, and so not what we expect from Tom Brady. You know, when you have an opportunity to win it in regulation and it doesn't look like the right hand knows what the left hand is doing, right. like that's it's all not Mike Brady. Evans. It's all him and Mike Evans are not running the same routes. I think it, if I had to guess who to blame, I guess it's a receiver. Okay. Does anyone else think this? And I, I realize we're saying this from a nice, comfortable studio. We're here in our friendly confines. But does it not seem like there's a couple balls that Mike Evans could clearly, like, jump, dive, oh, yeah. and he just doesn't do it? Is he hurt? I, I don't know. I've wondered the same exact thing. Because I'm like, you're you're taller than that corner by, like, five inches. Like, wow. And at least try to draw the P.I. Yeah, I mean. I realize I'm sitting in a studio in a seat as my 5'7 self saying this. I'm not trying to criticize Mike Evans. I'm just saying I notice it as I'm watching the game. It feels like he gets hurt every other game anyway. Like, not always injured, but he's always hurt, so maybe he's just kind of preserving himself. He does look a little limpy at all times. Kind of like Mike Williams is always hurt. Uh, You know, speaking of good, bad receivers or bad, good receivers, I don't know how many interceptions Zach Prescott has. uh, Six interceptions on the year. Every single one is CeeDee Lamb's fault. I swear. I know, but Lamb is so good. He's so good, but... CeeDee Lamb is an interception machine. He will just will not run to where he's supposed to run. He I know, breaks but he's off so routes. Good. Goes, I, I have trouble criticizing CeeDee uh, Lamb. He's a wide receiver. He's, so one. Good he's awesome. They're playing bad teams. You don't think there's going to be an issue in the playoffs? Against, say he did that against the Niners and, and breaks off his route in whatever direction he wants to go and Dak's throwing to a spot. That's going to be a problem. It works against the Giants. Which, by the way, we still have to do our on the cusp. I know. I can't wait to rip the Giants. <laughs> <laughs> you want to do it right now? Uh, this just this is 
Perloff's reaction when I just quickly reminded him that the Bucks punted twice in overtime. Oh, <laughs> it's yeah, so I good. Hate it. I hate it. <laughs> I hate the punt oh. into the end zone. Oh, <laughs> oh, I've always hated it. Think about it when you're rooting. Dripping. What is your reaction as a fan when the other team is at, say, they're at the 43 yard line okay. and they bring out the punt unit? Aren't you relieved? You're like, yes. oh, thank God. It's oh. a different O. <laughs> thank God that they didn't go for it because you know that going for it is the smart play. Although your whoo quickly turns to oh when they down oh. it at the one. I know. I hate being at the one. <laughs> oh, good point. Hate being at the one. The one is just like, <laughs> there's nothing good that's going to happen. We're too close to our own end zone. But specialty this players are always terrible, and they always have the chance to down at the one. They always knock into the end zone by accident. <laughs> no, sometimes times, they don't. Did that happen to the Jags, right? Yeah, like yeah. once out of every 10 times, they don't knock into the end zone. Yeah, they always like step on the line, or they, they get it out, and then somebody slides in, and like their leg lands oh, the on the... The worst is college, though. Oh, yeah. even, no one knows what the rules are. Like, no, I'm sure they've been briefed like 100 times. No one knows. You know, any fourth and one as a defense, like I'm always breathing a sigh of relief when they go for the punt. On, it doesn't matter yeah. where they are yeah, in the field. If it's too. fourth and one, definitely, and they yeah. punt it, I'm like, oh, thank God. Because like, maybe it's the internal pessimism that you have. You're, you're not thinking like, oh, if we stop and we get the ball in great position. I know. You're always like, crap, we have to stop. Well, and this is where I know you guys always think I bring it back to the Bills, but this is where the Bills got very lucky on Thanksgiving night. I know that game feels like ancient history, but you had the Detroit Lions who were moving the ball with ease on the Buffalo defense, okay? Moving the ball with ease on a third and one, and they decide to kick the field goal because the Bills kicker had missed the field goal, so they were only down by three instead of down by four. They settled for a field goal. They basically handed Josh Allen and the Bills the game. It was such the bad move. You had to go for it there on the fourth and one. All right, all right. Calm down, man. <laughs> right. uh, U.S. Uh, is advanced. Everything's good. The Bills are still winning football games. No, I, I, I felt terrible for the I, – honestly, I felt happy that the Bills won. But I felt terrible for the Lions fans because you you deserve to win that game. So you, how do you know they guaranteed they were going to get in the end zone? They were still 40 yards away. No, I don't think they were 40 yards away. It was, it was, it was closer than that, but it take more time off the clock. Yeah, that's true. I mean, why? They were, they were able to get a yard all day on the Bills. Anyway. Feel better? Yeah. Got that out of my system. I mean, the Bills, by the way. <laughs> Bills, we got a big game coming up on Thursday. I know. Patriots. It's always cool. a big game. You won the game, and it was almost a week ago, and you still have this, like, on your shoulders. Yeah, yeah. You just had to, like, release. Have you guys just met me? I mean, we've been <laughs> doing the show for a year. Are you happier when they lose? I don't I still don't totally understand. <laughs> honestly, oh, no. honestly, you know like a, the answer to like that. There's, like, a relief to it. No. <laughs> Inev- in- inevitability. Yeah. See, I like, told you guys. All seasons end. Um, no, I'm much happier when they win. This is me happy. <laughs> oh, boy. Don't I look happy? Go, go, USA. Uh, 855-212-4CBS. Uh, 855-212-4227. All right, so we're not sure if it's going to happen next or maybe the next uh, bra- the next segment after that. Our friend Brian Graham, who's covering the World Cup in Qatar, is going to join us. He was at the match. It might be next segment. It might be the segment after that, but guarantee you're going to want to hear it. Also, we've got Jerry Jones talking about Odell Beckham Jr. Cowboy Quickie comes your way next. Don't move. More Maggie and Perloff right after this.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. I see uh, the phone lines are lighting up with people who are still trying to break down the end of that Bill's line. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just saying Don't way. mock me. But it's so funny. It was the middle of Thanksgiving, and we're, wa- we're all watching the game at home, and we're all thinking about, oh, man, this is going to be tough on Maggie. Yeah. It's like you kind of ruined our holiday by your tension. <laughs> you can feel it I radiating. I don't want to have the Bills play on holidays anymore. Just put it on a Sunday. I don't, what if they had lost? You wouldn't have even been able to eat turkey. It would I know. Been disastrous. I don't. I definitely don't want my team to play on holidays. Sunday at one from here on Sunday, out. Yeah, just get it out Eastern. of the way. But really, there's no good time to lose, Maggie. Well, that's true. Uh, let's go to Bob. He's in Buffalo, but doesn't want to talk about the Bills. He wants to talk about two-point conversions. What's up, Bob? Hey, uh, are you two guys all right? We're good. Are you sure? Are you sure you're, <laughs> you're not, there's nothing wrong with you muddly, right? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like you're setting us up. What's up? Yeah, well, you know, I could see you making a big deal about this. You know, if they were if they were a playoff team and they were playing first place or something, well, where are they? What's their record? Who are you talking about, Bob? Jacksonville. Oh, Jacksonville. Oh, oh, because the Jags t- uh, went for the two pointer and won. You got a problem with it? Well, what, you're making a big deal about it. They're they're not leading the division. If they do the same thing with a playoff berth involved or something, or they're leading the division and they need it, fine. They're, they're not going where they want three games, four games. Oh, you don't think they deserve credit for for going for it? Because ah. there's no, no stakes similar to that. Uh, how you describe that Commanders Giants game, right? So, what about the Chargers though? They're still fighting for a playoff spot. Yeah, go ask LSU how that's working out for them when they beat Alabama. They got something <laughs> to They got something against A and now they're going to get something again. Ask them how that that, that worked out for them. Bob, what do you think about the U.S. advancing to the knockout stage? You mean soccer? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't follow soccer. All right. Well, Bob, thank I you. Enough, I, I got enough to do. <laughs> it sounds like you're a busy man. We're going to let you go so you can get back to it. Appreciate that. That is actually, all right, I'm sorry. I, I'm agreeing with Bob. You know, the Jags really. agree with Bob. The, well, I don't think I'm disagreeing with you, but it is an interesting point. The Jags didn't have a lot. At stake because I think they're really not in the playoff race. No, but here's what I thought, and I don't know if it's going to stick. 
but there were a lot of people, and I'll I'll point myself in that direction, who were really impressed with Trevor Lawrence on that final drive. Oh, yeah. And that whole game, it, by the way. And to finish it off with the two-point conversion and a win, okay, maybe you're not hanging that game in Canton, but when you have a guy who's in his second year, when, you know, it's not like he's run away, oh, my goodness, he's the next John Elway. Like, this isn't, there's nothing set here with Trevor Lawrence. That was a really good step in the right direction. Right, but what does that have to do with the two-point conversion? He converted it. <laughs> that's yeah. what it, that's, they all converted it. it. It was successful. They were able to pull it off. Well, <laughs> and Bob's point about LSU, is he saying because... What? He's saying that LSU went for it on the two-point conversion, but what did it matter? They yeah, converted well. it. They won, but what does it matter because they later lost to Texas A&M? That's what he's saying. So way, what is this thing. Jags thing going to do? They could lose this week to who? I don't even know. The Jags one more thing. We know Doug Peterson. They could have been 7-4, and four and he probably would have done the same thing. They could be in the Super Bowl, and he'd do the same yeah, thing. I mean, I think the Doug Peterson, and I, honestly, Brandon Staley, he's been a little up and down this year in terms of oh, when he's, he's going more conservative, for it. Yeah. When he's not, you kind of feel a little bit of the pressure there. But I thought they were both the right moves. That is a team that I do not understand, the Chargers. You could explain them to me at some point. <laughs> <laughs> what, what am I going to explain? I mean, are they just a playoff a very team? Simple question. I don't know. Forget are they a playoff team. Are they a good team? <sighs> are they ever going to have their full roster out there in any form? Like they, They're not even close. There are so many injured players every single week. I know, and I, I don't know about you guys. I felt like Keenan Allen was getting like a little frustrated or something on the sideline. It all goes away now because they won the game, but that was an interesting one. Will wow. they have everyone healthy? No, of course not. Yeah, I mean, Keenan Allen screwed up the week before so badly. I, I don't know. It just feels like this team is much like Stu's Raiders and kind of like the Broncos. It's just the worst-case scenario keeps playing out. I can't understand it because they're so talented. I know. Sometimes I don't understand how the Chargers' offense just doesn't move like – it just it seems well, like constipated are, sometimes. The receivers are never there. How many times have Mike Williams and Keenan Allen been on the field at the same time? I get it. Uh, all right, let's go to our Cowboys quickie for today. All right, Perloff. Well, if it's Tuesday or any day ending in Y, that means Jerry Jones is talking into a microphone. Today, he was on 105.3 The Fan in Dallas. He was asked about whether or not the incident that Odell Beckham Jr. had on a flight recently that was scheduled to go from Miami to Los Angeles, uh, whether that incident impacts their decision on whether or not to bring Odell in. No, it did not. Uh, those are not his uh, 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 overall uh, uh, Team compatibility, his uh, his his judgment, his behavior is not an issue with him. It is with many, but not with him. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Jerry. <laughs> and that clears it up. I mean, the Cowboys have now been on the brink of signing Odell Beckham for four and a half years, it seems like, <laughs> at this point. What is going on here? How long are they going to be on the brink of signing this guy? I, I don't know. He's still taking visits, though. Like, to be honest, if it's between the Giants and the Cowboys... And now your Bills are in the mix. I Odell mean, said he's visiting Buffalo. Great. Cool. Like, fine. Well, let's just hope he can get on the flight and get to Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're probably going to have to connect. I mean, it's going to be a pain to get to Buffalo. But I, I, I don't know. It's getting late here for Odell. I know, right? So here's the thing about Odell, though. I don't know what kind of contract he's expecting or that he'll get. But if he makes one catch in a playoff game, it's worth it. One catch, one first down, one touchdown, maybe. Like, whatever it is, it would be worth it. It's worth it for the Cowboys. It's worth it for the Bills. I guess it's worth it for the for Giants. But 
here's the thing about the Giants. Are the Giants even making the playoffs, number one? And then number two, the whole thing with the Giants is the the fewer times that Daniel Jones throws the ball, the better. So why would Odell want to go there? I, I think the Giants, to me, would be the most confusing because I think, I think they're pretty much done. I'm sorry. They just lost at home to the Lions. Yeah. And they were not really competitive against well, the Cowboys. Yeah. And I mean, so the score injured. ended up not being that bad, but they got the late touchdown. So, yeah. And also that half, question but... about why one catch from the Bills. When you watch the Bills, is there anyone said, man, they're just one receiver away? That's the last thing you would say about this team. No, but maybe you're guarding against injury. You know, maybe if something <laughs> happens, then you got an extra guy. I don't know. Uh, I feel like what they need to do is is stop the run and run the ball. I think yeah. that's what all these teams need to do is stop the run and run the ball, and they're fine. But I guess Odell's one weapon. Yeah, he was great for the Rams, but he was relatively healthy last year. Feels weird to me. This feels like one of the most overhyped midseason storylines that I can remember. And how often is Jerry Jones going to be asked about this? Every day until they sign him or don't. Well, they have to now. Don't they have to sign him? You can't flirt this much. I don't know. I just, I kind of hope that. I mean, I, I know what Odell's trying to do. He's trying to get a little bidding war going on. But to yeah. be honest, I don't think that what happened on the airplane, at least from what we know about it now, I don't think that's going to deter any team. So it was like, what, they had to wake him up? They couldn't wake him up? It's an early flight out of Miami? Like, is that the craziest thing someone's seen on an early flight out of Miami? Probably not. It, to me, that doesn't speak to his character at all. Oh, boy. <laughs> you disagree. I don't know. Have you ever been escorted off a plane because of behavior? I have never been escorted off a plane, and I want to keep that record sterling and I mean, intact. Yeah, I wouldn't worry about it, Maggie, because most people are not escorted off a plane. Well, I think he was I... asleep. <laughs> All right. Maybe I, not. Am I naive? Yes. I, I'm naive? I think so. I think you, don't, the, you don't take someone off a plane for sleeping. Yeah. It, it, there seems like there was more going on. I just feel like Odell's version or Odell's lawyer's version yeah. was a little bit overly positive towards Odell. It was a mess either way. No, I'm not saying I wouldn't sign him. If, heck, I'd take him on the Eagles tomorrow. I don't care about <laughs> this particularly. But, uh, yeah, I think there was more to this. I don't think it was a good sign. I think Odell should stop all this public flirting. I know he's making a market. Just quietly sign and go play football. How about that? That's your Cowboys quickie. <laughs> you think it happens this week? Well, I don't know. I th- I think actually... It's week 13. <laughs> maybe give him seven or eight more weeks to really round him to shape. Maybe two weeks yeah. after the Super Bowl, the yeah. Cowboys will finally sign him. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, he would be ready for the Pro Bowl. It'd be great. Yeah. yeah. One-handed... Ca- they're doing a skills competition in the Pro Bowl. He'll be amazing <laughs> at that. Perfect. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Okay, coming up next, our friend Brian Graham, who has been covering the World Cup in Qatar is going to join us. He was at the U.S. Men's National Team 1-0 win over Iran. He is going to join us next. He's scheduled to join us next. So we're going to hopefully get a good connection for you there. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. Everyone here is all smiles. U.S. advances to the knockout stage. They beat Iran 1-0. I'm getting very conflicting evidence here about what's really going on. I'm seeing a, an Instagram post from Christian Pulisic in a hospital bed saying, so blank proud of my guys. I'll be ready Saturday. Don't worry. So okay. is, what, is he dying or what's going on? <laughs> well, here? we don't know. Okay, well, this is really special. Um, Perloff and I, a, a longtime friend who we worked with at Sports Illustrated, a former colleague and friend who is now in Qatar covering the World Cup for the Guardian. Brian Graham is on the line. Brian, thanks so much for doing this. How's it going? Uh, it's going great. Doing, 
a very, very happy day here for the Americans. Oh, my gosh, Brian, I'm sure we're all happy back here watching it on television. But obviously, before we get into the game about Christian Pulisic, so Perloff said he just saw an Instagram post from Pulisic from a Qatari hospital. Can you enlighten us any more on what's going on with him? Yeah, I just got out of uh, Coach uh, Greg Berhol's press conference. Apparently, uh, Christian left at halftime with dizziness and uh, getting a precautionary and for an abdominal strain. He watched the entire second half at the hospital, and uh, they FaceTimed him afterwards in celebration. So, happy ending. Wait, but Brian, explain to me how that happened. Why would you have an abdominal strain when you got kicked? I don't understand the play at all. Like, that was an unusual injury. Any idea, like, what actually happened? Because it looked like he got hit in the private parts from the outside looking in. it absolutely did look like that, um, but uh, that's what they, you know, that's the diagnosis that U.S. Uh, soccer gave us, and that's all we really have to go to go on right now. I'm not really sure exactly what happened. He was down in the mouth of the goal for about three minutes, and he finished the half, but he was clearly unfit. And uh, and yeah, he left the game at a halftime. He was replaced by Brendan Aronson, the Philadelphia kid for a loss. And uh, and yeah. Uh, he wants the second half from the uh, hospital, and uh, there's no word on whether he's going to be okay for Saturday's game uh, in the round of 16 against the Netherlands. Brian Graham is joining us from Qatar. He's covering the World Cup for The Guardian. It's a former colleague of ours at Sports Illustrated for Perloff and myself. Okay, so Brian, just about this match, I mean, how high were the tensions before kickoff today between the U.S. and Iran? Well, I've got to say, I've been to about 10, 11, 12 matches so far. Uh, here in Qatar, and I will say, like, the atmosphere has been uh, pretty flat for most of them. Um, tonight was completely different at the uh, Al-Dumama Stadium. I mean, this was from three hours outside the stadium. Uh, you could tell that the U.S. fans who were here were going to be vastly outnumbered, which they were, and that was only clear once you got inside the stadium. Um, it was just, you know, if you remember back at the uh, South Africa World Cup about 12 years ago, that sound of those Vuvuzelas, I mean, it was just completely deafening. You couldn't hear the person next to you. It was a, it, it almost felt like a different tournament from the other games I've seen so far. And, yeah, the tensions were incredibly high um, 24 years after we played Iran for the first time. And uh, this time it was a different result. Yeah, tell me about the actual game. Uh, you know, it looked for a while like the U.S. kept pressing, but I felt, oh, they're not going to score, they're not going to score. How did they finally break through, and how tense was it during the game before they actually scored? Well, it's incredibly tense because if you follow this team during qualifying, you know, one of the problems they really had was against teams that sat back um, in sort of, in, in you know, put a lot of players behind the ball and tried to wait and counterattack. Um, and that's exactly what Iran, uh, that's how they normally play. But, but especially in this game, because Iran only needed a draw or a win to advance. The U.S. had to have a win, which meant they had to have a goal. And, uh, the U.S. has had a lot of trouble scoring goals. They never really identified a central striker. Um, and they really had a lot of trouble. Um, except they were able to get a lot of shots. They took the game, you know, these young kids on the U.S. really took the game by the scruff in the beginning. They had nine shots in the first half, really, before they finally broke through with Pulisic. And then after that, uh, Iran played very, very well in the second half and really poured it on because they had to open up. Um, but the U.S., you know, held on till the end, um, and it really sort of was, you know, down to the last minute. 
I don't know, those nine minutes of extra time felt like about a half an hour for us watching. Brian Graham is joining us. He's covering the World Cup for The Guardian. He's in Qatar right now, uh, joining us on the phone. Okay, so, Brian, the impression of the U.S. after three games, I know it hasn't been a lot of goals scored, but from what I can tell, the U.S. looked like the better team against Wales, the better team against England, and the better team against Iran. What does that mean for the state of the U.S. men's national team? Well, you know, they had uh, a draw against Wales that felt like a loss, uh, followed by a draw against England that really felt like a win. And today they got the win that they needed. Uh, they got the, w- the win that they needed today to move through uh, to the knockout stages for the fifth time, actually, since 1994. But this one really feels a lot different and feels a lot better because they didn't qualify last time. So, it, it, And it is this group of young kids um, that sort of is in part constructed for four years from now when the U.S. Uh, post the World Cup, except, you know, the future really is now. This is the first time in the history uh, of the U.S. soccer program that they started 11 players in a World Cup that all are based in Europe. Um, So, you know, a lot of times uh, it's sort of a new generation of kids that have, uh, you know, spent their teenage years playing in the greatest clubs in the world. And it's sort of, uh, it's it's yielding dividends perhaps ahead of schedule. Talking to Brian Graham for The Guardian. All right, Brian, I only want good news here. Tell me what to expect Saturday, 9 a.m. Eastern here in the States, the Netherlands. How does the U.S. match up? Well, you know, it's. Uh, I think the, the big uh, $64,000 question over the next few days is going to be the uh, availability and fitness of Kristen Pulisic. Uh, you know, this is uh, I, I, the eighth straight game uh, that the U.S. has won in which he scored, um, you know, so... He really has been their talisman. He really has been their sort of leading light. Um, so I think a lot has to do with whether or not, um, you know, he's available to play. Um, the Netherlands will be favored, just like Iran was favored tonight. Um, but, you know, as Berhalter just said in this press conference, you know, there's no telling how far they can go because they're just taking one game at a time. They still haven't conceded a goal from open play in this tournament. The only goal they allowed was on a, on a penalty against Wales. So they're one of only a few teams that actually hasn't conceded a goal in open play in this tournament. So, you know, there's really no telling how far they can go, but they will be the underdogs every step of the way. Brian, uh, just a question about Qatar. You've been there now for a couple weeks. I mean, we can only imagine what it's like. Like, what's the most interesting thing beyond soccer? What's the most interesting thing you've seen covering this tournament there? Um, there's probably been a lot of interesting things, but I think, you know, the thing that's really going to set this, um, this tournament apart, aside from all the controversy and the fact that, you know, it is this sort of bizarre event that's built on, you know, so much human suffering, uh, with the migrant workers. But, uh, but I, I do think the fact that it's all essentially in one city is really going to set this apart. I mean, there are, there are people that have gone to four games in one day, wow. which is basically un- unthinkable. Um, you know, for any other World Cup, certainly when it's in the States in a few years, you couldn't even think of doing that. Um, but the fact that everything is so close, you know, the entire country is the state of the size of the state of Connecticut. But all the uh, all the stadiums, the eight World Cup stadiums are in a much more concentrated area, mostly around Doha. And uh, I, I think the fact that it's essentially a single city tournament, um, as opposed to the typical World Cup that's, you know, far flung across the country is uh, is really what makes it different. 
Brian, uh, I know you can't do this from the press box, really, but is there any chance we're going to hear an E-A-G-L-E-S Eagles chant <laughs> in Cutter at any point during the rest Can of the World Cup? Can you get a cheesesteak in Cutter? Yeah, what's, uh, what's the Eagles love like over there? <laughs> No, but you, you'll you'll be proud to know that I woke up to that 4:20 a.m. kickoff against the Packers the other day. So, you know, <laughs> Hero, there you go. <laughs> That's the Brian Graham we know and love. How is the food? Is the food good? Oh, the food's great. You know, I mean, it's uh, you can eat on any continent. That's uh, I don't think that's uh, that's a problem always number one for me when I travel. Brian, can't tell you how much we appreciate this. We know you're busy. You just filed your deadline and you fit in our show and we're so appreciative. Uh, have fun. Hopefully we'll talk to you again soon and enjoy the rest of the tournament. Absolutely. Love you guys. Thanks, Brian. That's cool. Yeah. I, I happen to know because I went to a Middle Eastern restaurant with Brian once. He loves Middle Eastern food. So that is. Who doesn't, though? Yeah. I mean, oh, you can me? Slather me in hummus, Maggie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure that's not the first time you've said something like that. <laughs> Turn to the person next to you. It's just like, I'm on an all baba ganoush diet. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah. Lebanese, actually. I don't want to offend anybody. That's yeah, just yeah. a fun word. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Just it's, cover me in tabbouleh. <laughs> it's delicious. It's <laughs> getting weird. All right. <laughs> um,. All right, that, so exciting. So we're now all on pins and needles to wait and see yeah. when Christian Pulisic and how, how fit he's going to be to play. Actually, I feel somewhat optimistic. Like, maybe I should jump on this bandwagon before Saturday. See? <laughs> I could get into this. All right, let's go. Know. I don't USA. think you're allowed. USA. USA. <laughs> wait, but at our highest slash lowest moment, when Christian Pulisic scores the only goal that ends, goal, ends up being the winner, the difference in the U.S. going home or advancing to the knockout stage of 16 you said basically he's just a dude. I, I don't know if you. That. I don't know if you get to come no, onto no, the no, bandwagon. No, no, no. That is a complete you misrepresentation. Said, quote, it's not like he was getting tackled by James Harrison. No, no. <laughs> they the announcers like he put his life on the line to score that goal. Then I'm like he obviously didn't put his life on the line. Then the dude is end, ends up in a hospital. So I feel like my original take was wrong. But <laughs> yeah, it's right. He literally did <laughs> he put his life on the line. He wasn't putting his life on the line. He wasn't going into a burning building. He just followed a bouncing soccer ball six <laughs> feet away from the goal. There's no way. There's not a single player in the entire World Cup who would not have done exactly what he did. He ran into the goalie. Big deal. And we call that guy a hero too. Whoever it would be, or woman if they did it. Soccer That's... players are so dramatic. He, I mean, like there's flopping, and then there's and flopping to the point where you have to go to the hospital. Yeah, NBA players, Vladi Divac, Joel Embiid, a little closer to home. Forget about Vladi. That was you know two decades ago. LeBron, every single play, throwing Draymond. You know Come who on. doesn't flop? Oh, mm. let's get to it. Richie in New York wants to talk about his guy. Richie, what's up? I love your show, guys. Been watching it for a couple of years now. Appreciate you. Okay, just real quick question. Having an argument with my friends about whether you invented Mike effing White. I remember last year. Yep. I mean, I yeah. can't say that I invented it or that Moose invented it, but that was a big part of uh, my WFAN experience was the Mike White uh like rise. So, sorry, fame. is that a good thing or a bad thing? Oh, it's a great thing. Oh, Mike, Mike F and White. Oh, in a good way. Yeah. Great. Because uh, you, I could see it being a negative <laughs> too. No, Mike F and White's the real F and deal. Like Bucky F and. <laughs> yeah. Hard mean, to say without <laughs> the actual word. I'm like, hold on. I mean, Bucky might have a few more highlights. I mean, I know it's a uh, you know really awesome that Mike sure, White but, beat the Bears, but... But it was said in, a, in such a negative connotation from Red Sox fans, yeah. and so this is a positive No, this White. is a positive. No, 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 Mike White was a big part of my life last year. 
<laughs> I still am not totally Sounds sure what. Fun to, funny to say. I still don't totally understand what happened to Mike White in 2021. Like, he was really good. I watched the game. It was the Bengals, right? Yeah, he beat the Bengals, and then he, then he was just, actually yeah. leading the Jets to a win against the Colts. He ended up getting hurt in that game, and Josh Johnson came in and actually played very well also. And it was like, maybe anybody, <laughs> literally anybody but Zach Wilson can lead this team. And then Joe Flacco <laughs> threw 300 yards three different times in Joe three Flacco games. Joe Flacco almost but, set the NFL yardage record and <laughs> went one and two yeah. as a Jets like, you know, He almost set the NFL sack record, too. I mean, Joe Flacco was not awesome. Let's not forget that, but uh, and then they ran into the Bills, um, and, and that's where the Mike White story ended. Joe Flacco w- was a Super Bowl MVP and a five-time Pro Bowler, probably. He's no, I know. probably going to have a better career than Mike White. Yeah, he probably will. Although, but... I don't know. Because Mike White looked pretty good. Samter, what do you, where's your, where are you standing on your guy, Mike White? Love Mike White. Everybody loves Mike White. Everybody Do you see the teammates love him? Oh. Like that's the biggest indictment on Zach Wilson of anything. <laughs> yeah. It's that the teammates just can't wait for Mike White to put on a helmet and get on the field. <laughs> yeah. They can't wait for Zach Wilson to go away forever. Uh, we got to go away now. Thank you, Mike Samter, Stu Kovacs, EJ sitting in. Thank you, Marlo Donahue, Allison Cohen, everyone on the TV and radio side. We'll see you tomorrow. We out. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.